All right, welcome, welcome. My name is Pastor B. Wallace, and you are tuned in to Simplify Complexity, your relationship podcast. No matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing, we're always grateful that you can join us. And today I'm excited because we have a special guest. We have uh, Carrie Cantrell. Please say hello. Hello, how are you? Doing great. So glad that you were able to join us. And now Carrie, she is a dating coach. And and, and Carrie, why don't you share a little bit about what you do with our guests and, and please. Of course. Well, um, as you mentioned, I'm a dating and relationship coach. And really, I help people elevate their dating game. Um, What I really specialize in is creating meaningful connections so that they can overcome some of the things that have really stood in their way. So whether it's communication, whether it's getting that first date, whether it's putting themselves out there, helping them overcome that third date rut, helping them figure out what is going to help them achieve their relationship goal. Good, good. All right. Well, I yeah. we'll love it. Well, well, today, so as you are listening and as you are watching today, what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about relationship attachment styles. And, and so I had an opportunity to kind of uh, run in to Carrie and, and just an just a awesome woman. And uh, she likes kind of t- studying and, and going over different things as far as relationships, as, as so do I. And, and so relationship attachment styles was, was something that I've heard her kind of speak on before. And I was like, man, this would actually make for a really fun uh, podcast topic. And, and so uh, I, I want to share that with our, our, our listeners, with you, and, and really let it hopefully bless and, and help you in the area of relationships. And, and so let, let's kind of get into it. So relationship attachment styles. And the, the fun thing is, is when we talk about styles, you know, there's always those character styles. And so I think you have the Enneagram. Am I saying that? The, the there's, there's so many. There's so ways. many. So you have like the Enneagram, you have like type one. Um, what are some other ones that you want to throw out there? So, like? There's the Enneagram. There's the big five personality traits. There's yeah. love languages. There's so many ways that you could say, oh, I know my partner. There's so many ways that you could say, oh, I know a little bit more about myself. And attachment styles is one that we don't hear of often. And that's what I was going to say. I did not really. I was like, attachment styles. Hmm. Okay. So please go continue. But what I was going to say is that I just like being a behavioral health professional as well. I also just think that attachment styles is a little bit more like science-based, focuses on like it, it solves all the things that people need that go back to science, but also is easy to understand. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And, and, that, and that's where I, I think we have to be careful. It's fun. It is a lot of fun when you get to kind of take these little tests and you get to kind of see, mm-hmm. you know, what category am I type one? Am I type two? Am I this or am I that? And even though it's fun, I think one of the things I want to encourage our, our listeners and I really want to challenge this is be careful in, in that <laughs> understand that those don't define you. And I think oh, sometimes yeah. we can read them. Sometimes we can take those tests and all of a sudden we allow that type or whatever we are reading that it, it now it defines us and we actually begin to live how it says we are rather than, you know, the opposite, rather than saying, okay, this is giving me an idea of my behavior or different things about me, but it doesn't define me. And that's something as we kind of keep talking about this, I'll say that over and over again. And I think that's one of the things I liked about the uh, relationship attachment styles is that there was opportunity to move. It was, there was an encouragement to try to, to get to a, a different one. Uh, mm-hmm. Versus like, this is you and, and this is permanently you. Um, any thoughts on that? 
Oh yeah, for sure. And that's why I like them as two, because what it says is like, it helps you identify where you could potentially grow. But I always encourage people to use it as a way to understand their partner better, um, a way to understand what your needs are in a relationship, to understand how you respond in a relationship, to how you communicate in a relationship. It's a way to understand and grow. It's a way to gain perspective to help yourself become better, but not to live within your identity, unlike some of those other styles. And when you take the test, it's like, this is who I am. Right, so that's exactly. a great perspective. Yeah. Good, good. All right, so let, let's get into it. So what is it and, and what are they? Yeah. So um, there's there's... It's one of those things, just like other uh, tests, you could go online, you could look for different tests. So you, it is very similar where you take something, you match with different um, statements, per se. Um, you want to make sure you're using one that is um, validated or based off of a validated one. So I'm, I'm sure you might have a way of linking some resources after this. Um, and essentially, after you take it, you come up with three different attachment styles. Secure, avoidant, or anxious. And even based off of those words, you might have a feeling of which area you fall into if you think about how you react in a relationship. Just talk about that just a little bit more. So what does a secure person look like? What are some of the different traits of a secure person? Traits, yeah. So a secure person is going to be someone who's mentally flexible, who maybe communicates fairly well in a relationship, they are kind of your person out there who doesn't really play games yeah, either. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, they're going to be straightforward with you, too. So if you're in a relationship with a secure per- person, they are likely to be the one who's very straightforward and just tell you how it is. Um, when I say play Sometimes games... Sometimes that can be a good thing and a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> When I say play games, that can mean a lot of things too. And we'll talk about that when we come to another attachment style. But they aren't concerned about boundaries either. Yeah. Now, here's some things that I, I kind of pulled up. And so they, yeah. they, they would say have a higher emotional intelligence. Yeah. And, and so and what does that mean, having a higher emotional yeah. intelligence? So that means that they're going to be more emotionally in tune with themselves. They're going to know how they're feeling in a relationship. Now, does that, I feel like that just defines kind of man overall. You know, like, I feel like, I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. For our listeners, you know I'm messing. I always like messing around. I know, but, I know. But, but I think you do come across people who, men or women, where they, they don't really know what they're feeling. They don't know what they're, they're, they're going through. And because they don't know their emotions, they don't know really how to communicate those emotions. And that's where you can kind of have these ups and downs. So that's a learned skill. It is totally a learned skill. Understanding your own emotions is a learned skill. But see, that's where now, okay, 50% of people are secure. Okay. So a lot of people, as they're going through this and we're talking about this, they're going to think that they are not secure because that's just what we do. We don't give ourselves enough credit. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. But if you go through and you take the quiz, you might come back as secure. Yeah. In, you, in your core, you are You're secure. secure. That's good. Yeah. We gain security through the way we're raised, 
through the skills that we're taught. And one of them is emotional intelligence. Yeah. If you, even if you can't express how you're feeling, if you kind of know how you're feeling, you have some emotional intelligence, you have some emotional skills. Good. Well, let me, let me read some, some others. So you have capable of sending and receiving healthy expressions of intimacy, capable of drawing healthy and appropriate um, boundaries. And I think that's really huge, you know, and, and so yeah. just saying, hey, this is, and, and for the, any of our listeners, I talk about boundaries all the time because where there's a lack of boundaries, there's eventually going to be some form of abuse. And so you have to have those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, you feel secure in being alone as well as being with a companion. And, and I do think, you know, and as we talk about secure, this is where God wants us, but God wants us secure in him. And, and so, you know, I think that's where mm-hmm. you find people when they lack that security, um, they're looking for a relationship to secure them. And, and, and that's where I don't think this is saying, okay, a relationship is going to complete you. A relationship is where you're going to find security. Because if you're trying to constantly find stability in someone else, people aren't stable. And so eventually when they're up, then you're going to be up and you're going to be in a good mood. But if you're looking for your stability in somebody else, when they're down, now you're constantly down. But when you are secure apart from your relationship, then you're able to kind of stay even no matter what that other person or that partner is going through um, and, and dealing with. And do you have any thoughts on that? That is such a complex question there. Yeah. Um, so the problem with this whole idea here is that if you're seeking security from another person, right. you're probably not going to find the right person to provide you with security. I, I mean, I'm going off track here from attachment style. I, I know, but we won't go too deep. But, 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 but I feel like when you, when you talk about security and a person who's secure, I think you do have people that are anxious. You do have people that are avoidant. And, and, and sometimes what they're looking, especially with, I think the anxious person, and we can kind of go over some of those styles is yeah. the anxious person is kind of looking for that person there. There's a, there's a, in, there's an insecurity. Would you say that? Yeah, they're they're going to be attracted to a partnership that offers security. Yeah. Right? But the reality is is that often they're going to end up that's what's best for them. What's best for them is to find a relationship that offers security. What we know is that oftentimes they're going to end up attracting people who are avoidant. Um. Isn't it a mess? I mean, we are such a mess because, in, okay, so I, hold that thought, hold that thought, because I want to go a little yeah. bit of more of the anxious. We'll talk about the avoidant. Yeah. And then let's talk about why is that such a mess to have someone who's anxious and avoidant and together. Avoidant so together, yeah. here's some of the things that I, that I had seen is inclined to feel more nervous and less secure about a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and just jump in on anything. So I'll, I'll go through yeah. a couple inclined to have many stressors in a relationship, um, reluctant to give people the benefit of the doubt, um, re- requires a constant stroking of love and validation to their feelings yep. and, and acceptance. Um, mm-hmm. Now, this one was interesting. Uh, drama-oriented. Would you, would you, what would you say about yeah. that? So that yes. is where I was talking about uh, people who play games. So I'm going to give the anxious attachment style people the benefit of the doubt where they don't mean to play games. Let's not say it's intentional, but it's one of those things where it just happens. It's it's an unintentional thought for most of them, but 
it, it is especially common when they do attract avoidant people into their life. Um, but it can happen with anybody in their lives where they need things. And when they don't get things, they're going to be like that child who's kicking and screaming on the floor saying, me, 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 me. And that's where the drama comes into play. So I look at the anxious person. I always like to use this analogy. The anxious person just on the calm surface is like that over texter. Okay. So that person in your life who texts you five times before you have a chance to respond. And the last text says, why aren't you responding to me? (laughs) I'm sure there's somebody that can relate to that. Yes. Okay. Right. There is somebody in almost everybody's life who texts five times before you are like, oh my God, like I've been busy cleaning my floors. I mean, just whatever you're doing in your day, there is that anxious texter. There is the person who, when you're traveling, they're just like, oh my God, you're cheating on me because you're not responding. The person so there's almost like a constant like uh, theory or um, conspiracy kind of, no, or or jumping to conclusions or making assumptions, whatever you want to call it, a lot of times those are people with anxious attachment styles. Right. And, and I, I know that our listeners right now are just like, wow, like some, somebody might be feeling like that's describing me or that's describing the person I'm with. And, and again, I'm going to go back to what we said before. This doesn't define you. It just helps you to better understand where you are so that way you can grow. Because I, I believe part of... Um, when it comes to this is you always want to grow to become more secure, but yeah. how can you know where you're going until you first know where you are? And, and this is helping yeah. you to better understand where you are so you can begin to know where you're going. And, and here's the thing, when we talk about biblical, God doesn't mm-hmm. want us anxious, be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. And, and, and so this whole, this is a battle, whether or not we're in relationships or not in relationships that we're constantly yeah. battling that, that anxiousness. So I really like that. Now, let me go to the other one and then we can talk yep. about how they kind of come together. So the avoidant, here's some things, is highly self-directed and self-sufficient and independent. Um, and, and here's the thing. I think some people, because they're extremely independent, can automatically say, okay, I'm avoidant. Well, you can have, a, and that's why I liked when it was kind of describing secure, is a, a person who is secure can still be independent, but it, 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 it's not necessarily mean that they're avoidant. Let, let, you want to talk about that? I see you yeah, kind of doing this, the, the face, they, the face was doing something. I know, I know. They just really rely on their self-reliance. They really, they claim and hold on to that idea of I'm self-reliant, like I don't need anyone. Yeah. It's almost like a badge of honor. It's a badge of honor. Like, you know what? Like, I don't need this relationship. I don't need my friends. I don't need this because I, I've got everything I need. I'm I'm dependent. I don't need anybody. And and here's the thing that that's a lie. That is such a lie because we're interconnected and we need one another. Um, But we have to be careful because we can kind of fall into that. I like that you said like a badge of honor. Um, All right. So we have some others. Uh, Avoid true intimacy, which Mm -hmm. makes one vulnerable. Um, okay. I saw the face. Go ahead. Yeah. They are able to connect romantically. I don't want it to seem like an avoidant person can't be in a romantic relationship. They are very much able to be in a romantic relationship, be connected, but think of it this way. They always have a, a way out. 
No, that makes perfect sense because I'm telling you, as soon as you said that, somebody remembers how they were um, brought up maybe by their mother or by sibling and just constantly saying, you know, don't don't put all your nests, you know, don't put all your eggs in one nest, you know, when it comes to somebody, you know, mm -hmm. have that rainy day fund just in case if they mm -hmm. do this. And so they're always thinking in their minds, like, I need to have that way out. Um, and I do know people that they operate with inside of relationships where they always keep that door open. And I encourage that you got to be careful because if you let that door be an option, then especially with inside of marriage, you know, when you're not married, then that's a whole different thing. But when yeah. you, you are married, if you're constantly allowing the, the divorce door to be there, then you're so likely to go there rather than continue to, to work and say, how can we, we work on this um, relationship for as much as we can? So, um, yeah. all right. So let's go to some other ones. So we have desire freedom uh, physically and emotionally. Mm -hmm. uh, um, other priorities in life um, often supersede a romantic relationship. That can be true, especially for someone who maybe av avoids romantic relationships, like isn't and, in one. And I think another one is they have commitment issues. Would you yeah, say that? that? That falls in line too. Yeah. So let's talk, about, let's talk, talk about that one a little bit more. Commitment <laughs> issues. Because I think we've all come across people um, you might be in a relationship with somebody right now and they just have some real commitment issues. Um, so uh, I was watching a show the other day about someone who's like, well, yeah, I want to get married, but um, but maybe like maybe one day, like one day. And it was in a foreign country. And he's like, well, I have 30 days. Like I'm here for 30 more days. Otherwise I have to leave the country. Well, I don't know. Like maybe I'll get married to you. Like you, you realize the relationship is together yeah. or it's not like there are, there are very clear lines about like what commitment looks like. And there's, it's not every relationship has to be defined. Um, there's also this concept of impossible futures. Mm. Um, that is a very interesting idea when we think about commitment and people avoiding commitment. So, um, an example of an impossible future is like, if you're dating someone, I, I see it all the time where people meet on the internet on opposite okay. sides of the country and there's a distance barrier. There's a financial barrier to ever meeting. Um, there's an age gap that's giant. There's a language barrier, and they have all four of these things. Right, like like because like one of them, like one of them is hard enough, but you could possibly get through it. But when you begin to add them all, add them up, and add them up, now it becomes this, and you're saying it becomes this impossible thing where the, the likelihood of this relationship really going someplace. It's really, really slim. Is that basically what we're saying, a possible future? Exactly. So I always encourage people to think about realistic relationships yeah. because otherwise, as an avoidant personality, you are creating a relationship that can never be possible. It's bound to fail. It's almost like we're setting ourselves up for failure. You're setting yourselves up for, for failure. That's good. All right, so now, um, so we kind of talked about the different ones we we... As we talk about the the interesting thing where you see this magnet or for whatever reason, the avoidant gets with the anxious. And so now you can kind of better understand where if you have this person who is uh, anxious, where they're needy and they're kind of needing reassurance 
And then you have this avoidant person who's just kind of like, hey, if you're here, you're here. If you're not, you're not. How that could just really just be a huge issue, um, you know, where they don't really want the person attaching to them. Mm-hmm. And this person needs, I need attachment. So, so why is that? What is it? What's going on with that? Well, so often with avoidant personalities, we see this independence. We see this self-reliance. We, we see on the surface this security from an avoidant personality. Mm. So when you think about the characteristics that you see and we've described with an avoidant personality on the surface, it, it looks good, right? And then you add in this anxious person who's looking for someone to depend on someone to be there, someone to care for them, they're going to, in some ways, be attracted to this kind of personality. The other thing that we know is that a lot of secure people are in relationships. Secure people attract other secure people. They create long-term relationships, which means they're not in the dating pool as long. and when they go back into the dating pool, they don't stay there very often. And I think something you mentioned before um, is secure people normally probably aren't going to be on dating websites because they are probably in a relationship. Yes. Whereas most of the people you come across with inside of a dating website is probably either going to be anxious or avoided. Yes, and so exactly. Th- Drop. I mean, I just hope you know that as you're uh, listening to this and watching this, it's just your mind is just probably just exploding right now. Like, man, like here it is. I'm just in a pool of avoidant and anxious people. And the funny thing is, is it when I read this, my brain exploded. Like when I started learning about this, I was just flabbergasted. Yeah. yeah. Because when you think about it. The person who is secure, just gets out of a relationship, goes to online dating. And as a dater, you're like, why would I want to talk to them? They just got out of a five-year relationship. Think about all that baggage they're carrying around. No, they're actually the secure person. They're the person that you want to be dating. (laughs) Right? So, yes. Anxious and avoidant people end up together all the time, especially if you're dating online. And then that's where it creates this horrible drama of avoid and chase and avoid and chase, or even potentially going back to other relationships Yeah, and then coming back. And that's the whole, you know, uh, the breakup to makeup. And, you know, that's where you get the whole story. So it's good. All right. So I, I know that everybody's really enjoyed our, our time together so far. So as we come to a close, I want to talk about, you know, tips. Because we, we've mentioned before is we, you want to grow and you want to move towards secure. And, yeah. you know, and how do you get there? What are some tips? What are some things that we can begin to implement and do to, to move more to secure? Because, you know, we don't want to be anxious. And I talked about one of the scriptures for that, but I, I want to avoid another one. You know, when we talk biblical is, you know, we are interdependent. We are connected. We're not supposed to forsake mm-hmm. fellowship with one another. We need one another. Um, and, and we're one body. And, and so that whole idea is, as I'm super independent, I don't need you. is still not something that God desires for. So what are some tips? What are some things that, you know, if you if you find yourself more on the anxious side or more on the avoidance side, and I know you, we don't have time for today, but I know there's a whole like fourth category where you're anxious avoidant 
And that's just, you know, you definitely don't want to be there in the anxious avoidance. Yeah. So you like the mix of the two. So you want to move, you know, if anything, you want to be secure, anxious or secure, avoidant, you know, going back and forth between those two. So how do we get there? What are some tips? What are these things you would share? Well, the first thing to do is just recognize where you're at. And I want to reiterate, if you are anxious attachment style or you are a secure uh, avoidant attachment style, that's okay. Just recognize where you're at. Know where your strengths are and where you can be challenged to improve yourself a little bit better. So that way you can identify what some of your deal breakers are in a relationship um, and really be able to anchor yourself back to a secure place. Mm -hmm. Try to get to a secure place in who you are and seek a secure partnership. Because when you know these things about yourself, you can know your partner better. You can understand your partner better if you know their attachment style as well. So know what your deal breakers are. Know your attachment style and know your strengths. Um, and really communicate effectively. That's the most important thing because if you know your needs and the needs of your partner, it's like the key to success here. Um, and also just know your, know your worth. Like yeah. know what your, your worth. That's good. Your value, yeah. That's good. And and I would I actually was saying the same thing. It's so important that we better understand where we are, um, so that way we can continue to grow. I I think we have to remind ourselves, and I really want to encourage um our, our listeners is is that you know we're overcomers in Christ. And and so though we have things that we struggle with, though we have areas that like addiction or just bad habits, those things don't have to define you. You don't have to be enslaved to your past. And so just because, you know, you have this negative trait um, or whatever it might be, this bad habit doesn't mean that you can't break it. But first you need to, to know that you can. And that's why I want to encourage you to know that you can break that bad habit. You, you can become more secure um, in, in these things. And so you don't always have to be this anxious person, but it comes with first, you know, kind of recognizing it. Is, is surrendering and is saying, okay, I, I want to work on this. And and here's the thing. we I think we all have our strengths and we, we have some of our weaknesses. And we, I talked about this a little bit earlier. And I think with those strengths and those weaknesses, as you understand your weaknesses, you just work on them kind of one day at a time. And, and I think I've, I've heard this analogy, you know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So it's, it's kind of the same thing. How do you work on this? It's just one day at a time. And you might find yourself... Um, kind of falling back into the avoidant, falling back into the anxious. And as you you do that, you know, who's there first holding you accountable? Who's your community? I talk a lot about community because that's where you can have a, a, a friend, you can have a girlfriend, you can have a boyfriend, um, and then they can be like, hey, man, you, you know, you're kind of being uh, avoiding again. You're, you're kind of pushing her away when she's a good woman. You don't need to be pushing her away. And, you, and you're like, oh, man, I am doing that again. Okay, let me let me stop doing that. Or you have um, possibly, a, like I said, a girlfriend, and she comes in, she's like, hey, you know, girl, you tripping. It's like, why are you, why are you being all needy? And, and, and why do you think he's cheating on you? He's not, he's been faithful. He's been good. And then you can realize like, wow, I'm going back into this anxious mindset and, and, and really trying to, to work on those things. So th those are some of the things that I think having community, having people constantly evaluating. And when you do find yourself leaning toward one, then you can kind of recognize it and say, okay, let me make the correction. Let me make the adjustment. And really having that, those people be secure people even can help you better. Yeah. Like, that is known to be a way to ground yourself in security is by having a friend or a mentor 
that is grounded secure. in that secure attachment. That's such style. a good point. I'm so glad you mentioned that because yeah. I, I definitely know people that they, that's where you have the friend who's just as much drama as maybe you might be because they, you have two anxious people that are together, you know, or you yeah. have two avoidant people that are together and like, yeah, you know, he, you should dump him, you know, and it's like, or dump her. So yeah, that's good. All right, well, do you yeah. have any last yeah. thoughts, anything else you want to share before we close? Um, no, but uh, I just want to let you all know, like I'm here. If anybody has questions or wants to know more about this, I'm always happy to chat about hey, it. So what's your website? Please share your website. www.carriecantrell.com. And yeah. I mean, where can they follow you at on Instagram? And you can follow me at Instagram at carrie.lmsw. That's it. All right. Perfect. Perfect. So, so please, I do want to encourage you to uh, check out Carrie. So if you are looking for a dating coach, um, you know, it just is just a, a wonderful, wonderful person. Um, and, and so just so glad you're able to, to join us today. So glad you're able to be here for, um, for our listeners. Uh, please make sure you go to the website, simplifycomplexity.org. There you can find more information and resources. Uh, you can definitely follow me at Brian E. Wallace. Uh, also, I want to encourage you to uh, leave a comment, leave a review, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, share this with somebody and just continue to to grow in, in your relationships. And then I'll make sure that I put in the, the notes as far as the, the blog notes, as far as where you can go to take the tests. And so if you do want to take the tests and, and continue to just learn and grow um, about yourself. So I'm gonna go ahead and pray. Uh, Father, we thank you for this day, for every day that you give us, for your blessings and guidance. Father, we pray that we just can just continue to grow in our understanding of you and our understanding of ourselves and our understanding of the, the people that we're with. So that way we can be um, just full and, and just continue to build and have better relationships with one another. Uh, Father, we uh, thank you. Father, bless this day and every day that you give us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, God bless you. God keep you. Until next time. Thank you.